Hey everyone, it's Daryl Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Is your computer running slow? Well, MyCleanPC.com can clean it up and speed it up today. Now you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating sometimes, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow down your computer. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. We're all doing a dance today. Uh, Except for Will. Will's I'm just not, pointing. I'm just pointing at the Will's dancers. just pointing. Will's so reserved. I don't dance. That's okay, man. You clone club dance. You don't have Fine. to be a dancer to do the clone, uh, the clone club dance. Well, hello, clone club. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. All right, we're off the rails already. Hello and welcome, clone club, to another episode of Orphan Black on After Buzz. I'm your host, Nando Velasquez. And uh, the, the man who's pointing, I'm just going to call him out right now, is Will Link. And he's still pointing. That's he's pointing right, right at me right, right now. He's just pointing. Pointing with the Seinfeld shirt. Uh, and next to him, of course, is Anna Koppel. Hello. Sounding very beautiful. I'm sick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you sound fine. Don't bring it to their attention. Do you only think she sounds beautiful when she's sick now? No, I sound. She, I think she sounds beautiful usually, a, but I'm giving her a pep okay. talk. She's, yeah. she's thinking she sounds sick. She sounds beautiful. All right. There you go. Lozenges in my mouth. <laughs> and next to me is Mr. Matt Lieberman. Hello. Hello. So glad to be here talking about Orphan Black. Talking about Orphan Black and dancing. Must be Monday. It must be Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time because we're talking about Orphan Black. And we are in Season 2, Episode 8. Let me see if I can say this correctly. Get it, girl. Variable and full of perturbation. Yeah! Yes! Is that right? Am I correct? right to me. Awesome. Cool. I know if I'm not right, someone will comment on YouTube. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to know I got it right. So, uh, big shocker. Huge mm-hmm. shocker. Uh, as we see a new clone, uh, or trans clone, as yes. is mentioned. So mm-hmm. we should just talk about this first, because I think this was a very... I mean, how could you not talk about this? Yeah. Uh, you know, Tony, or or who used to be Antoinette. But it's Tony now. Tony now. Transgendered man. Transge- transgendered man. Mm-hmm. And uh, a criminal. Yeah, at least yes. uh, we we see we first see Tony. We, I knew automatically when I saw the hood on uh, on that 
on that you figure. Knew it was Tatiana. It was Tatiana. I was like, what the hell's going on uh, here? Clearly, the cl- being a clone forces you down a life of crime because <laughs> Sarah, even uh, uh, Allison. uh, Allison's let someone die. Clearly, being a clone sends you down a well, path of crime. Well, it's just, it's this batch, man. This batch is full of problems, okay? Sarah and Helena should never have been able to conceive, we find out later. Oh, boy. Um, they, they have, you know, violent tendencies. It's just, it's just in the, it's in the genes. It's in the blood. Um, but yeah, Tony's this street tough, getting wrapped up in all the bad stuff. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Yeah. And comes all the way up to Toronto mm-hmm. to, uh, to see Beth Childs. Yeah. Because yeah. of, uh, because of her partner, Sammy, who has his a message. Partner. His, his partner. I'm sorry, his partner. He Excuse me. Now. Yes, he is a man. Yeah. I believe Art made the same mistake once in the episode, so you're, you're it, allowed it, It's one. a little, yeah, well, it's a little confusing. You're so used to seeing Tatiana as a woman, and, and this, Male still has very feminine qualities. Obviously, still taking testosterone and and uh, it, it, oh. hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go for it. Uh, when Felix made the comment that um, fluidity doesn't scare him, um, and as I understand gender fluidity, there's um, a lot more flexibility between the genders, mm-hmm. and it might even change day to day. So I'm not really sure what to refer to Tony as. Um, at this juncture. Okay. Well, I feel like based on uh, based on the name change and based on the way that uh, he's styling his beard, mm-hmm. that a- at present he's identifying as male. And taking testosterone and everything, and, and I totally agree, but, but fluidity was thrown in for a reason. Okay. So... But it's still confusing considering we also got to see, uh, considering Jordan and, uh, and Tatiana have been, you know, working together for two seasons, mainly as brother-sister, we got to see a kiss... Between the and two actors. Can we talk yeah. about this let's, kiss? Yeah, let's see. <laughs> do we need to talk about the stuff that happened before first? My roommate who was walking in and not watching, uh, not not a, a big Orphan Black fan, he's getting into it, but he's not caught up, was mm. just like, that's all sorts of wrong right there. Oh, yeah. And I don't even think he knew Felix's sexual preference. So I was like, oh, you don't know the half of it. It's and confusing Felix as all hell. Felix kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was maybe the most. <laughs> right? Well, you know, we talked about... Uh, Last season, when we did our breakdown of lesson, we talked about the moment where Felix like saw Sarah with Paul, and he made that like. Ah. So maybe there is a little Felix. Uh. Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of a emotional tension there because she, yeah. she's put him through a lot of crap over the years, and you know when you have that much emotion, that much feeling, kind of backed up. And then it's now you're faced with this man who is like that sister who drives you crazy in every way, except he is, you know, your sexual preference and not related to you and like getting into your getting into your crap. And then he goes in for the kiss. I feel like there's a moment where he's not entirely sure what to do about it. Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure that it wasn't necessarily something that he wanted to do, but I have to imagine it's going to haunt him for a long time, and not necessarily just because it's it's messed up. Um, but ultimately, they did kiss, and he obviously liked it. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, yuck, because I don't care <laughs> that they're not related. If oh. I 
found my brother's doppelganger and he were not related. I am not making out with him because that is weird yeah. and it's creepy and it's gross. Hmm. What if but it was your sister's? Not- what if it was your sister's doppelganger who looked like a man though? And that you were never like, actually related to. You were just raised together. Just it, raised together. It doesn't matter. No. It, it's still so odd. Yeah. Well, I, totally I have a odd. stepbrother. I would never... We weren't raised together. I would never. Because that makes Thanksgiving weird. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, there, this is weird. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think Tony's a, invited Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't think there's a clone club Plus they're in Canada. I'm Plus just saying. It, you guys, can we just agree that it's weird? It's weird. Oh, Come it's on. weird. No. It's pretty weird and crazy perverse, but also <laughs> incredibly awesome. We're like, oh yeah, Orphan Black's going there. Oh, I want it to happen I'm, again. Oh, don't get yeah, me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calling it next season. It's so weird. Please do it again. Next yeah. season. <laughs> but there's something wrong next with me. There's, there's this, wow. Dick's touching. Sword fight. Sword fight. Um... If I may say a, a, a few things about Tony real quick. Three, okay, yeah, Three of things so I really liked about say Tony. Say everything. Say everything you like. One, I love that, like, like we're talking about, it's, you know, Felix has been in situations where he's made people feel a little maybe uncomfortable. So I love about that kiss or the introduction of Tony, somebody who could take Felix just enough out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I also, once again... I love seeing Tatiana playing a uh, a new character, somebody else, which, again, I think she does a terrific job of. And I also think, you know, I think it's really interesting and really good and, and somewhat important that they introduce a, a, uh, a trans male character. However, <laughs> I have an issue with Tony that has nothing to do with gender, has nothing to do with... I don't know how relevant... From a storytelling standpoint, this introduction of this character was, and I don't know if he gave us any information that was so big that it couldn't have come out in some other way. You're talking about the Paul Paul reveal? Yeah, that's the only reason Tony, from a story standpoint, exists in this episode, and it, it was kind of like a non-reveal reveal. I disagree. Right. I, I disagree. disagree with that. And that's because it showing that there's a male clone, it, it's just another way that uh, the genetics just got messed up somehow. So mm. it's just an, another example but of it, that. But it was a female clone that transitioned. Oh, you're right. You're right. It wasn't right. a male my bad, clone. My bad. It was yeah. a female yeah. clone. That's, yeah. that's my mistake. I, yeah. I Transgendered. It does bring up right. a, a nature How do I forget that thing? in two seconds? Right. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, I was going to say I do find it. First of all, I do find it interesting that also I want to I want to bring this up that um, Pride Parade was yesterday. Pride Day was yesterday for a mm-hmm. lot of people, and there was a lot of uh, talk about transgender, uh, you know, uh, in the news too. So I find it really convenient and topical that this actually came out the day after uh, or the weekend of right and um, Pride Weekend. Uh, one of the the uh, transgendered actress on Orange Is the New Black yes. was uh, the face of of trans on Time Magazine mm-hmm. uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, uh, well, I see. In that standpoint, I think. I think it's great. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It, f- from that standpoint, I'm I'm really proud that the show went there yeah. and mm. it raised a lot of interesting questions again about nature versus nurture and yeah. it it planted this seed for this perverse relationship subplot that's totally going to come back next season. But as episode 8 of a 10 episode season of Orphan Black, I agree with Will that maybe it wasn't the best use of our time mm. when there's still so much plot that we have well, to unpack. Well, here's what yeah. here's what I think besides uh, the fact that I think they they might have planned this topically, you know, cuz of Pride weekend. I also feel that it just reminds and also us also was the Tonys last night. And the t- <laughs> Well, so. if if uh, Tony started oh, the Tonys and Tony. <laughs> I was going to say if Tony started tap dancing, then I'd say wow, it's really topical. Tony but uh, but I would say that it still reminds us 
that there are more clones out there that we have no idea about. This one just sprung up out of nowhere. And I ask, I have a theory that I want to save for a little bit later for another, for our discussion on some other stuff, uh, about Tony as well. But I, I, what I thought was really interesting is I think Tony's not even coming back. Tony's leaving. It's just a one-off for Tony. Hmm. So it's just almost a reminder that there are other clones out there. This one had a little bit of information on Paul, a little flirting around, a little fun stuff with Felix. You know, probably good yeah. for the two actors to, to actually ch- change it up a little bit. And and then now Tony's gone. But like Matt said, this is episode eight. And here's the thing, and I've said this numerous times here. What I love about the show is it felt like this season... It hit the ground running. Every episode has had forward momentum. This was the first episode of maybe the series where I felt like it was kind of spinning its wheels a bit, kind of just setting us up for the last two episodes more than being an exciting episode in and mm-hmm. to itself. The stakes weren't high in every story. Like, the Cosima storyline, the stakes are high. Yeah. You know, um, the stakes are only kind of high in the in the Ethan Duncan transfer story yeah. and just that Kira is still wanted. But there was no real danger this week. I, I feel like I, I like the Tony character for the reasons I said. I wonder if there was a better way to introduce the character or at least give the character a little bit more than this vague Paul thing, because everything about Paul is already so vague. Mm-hmm. It just gave us a little bit more vague information. And Paul's completely AWOL to boot. I mean, yeah. they even said, Paul's AWOL, and yet there's some information about somebody who's not around. At least, though, him being AWOL was a plot point of the, the show, and it wasn't just an episode that Paul wasn't in. Right. Mm. That's fair. Um, but you know what? Like, I like seeing Art and Felix working together. Yes. I like seeing I how freaked out Art was. Um, which is which is delightful, uh, and also glad that Beth's not secretly alive because that wouldn't make any sense. You know what? Maybe another reason why I'm a little uh, with this episode is because I really all week all I kept hearing is you have to watch this episode live, you have to watch it live. Every tweet you have to watch it. You yeah. and me were, yeah. were talking about this, and I stayed in and watched it live. Mm-hmm. And maybe I over I let the hype get to me a bit. I think much. you were waiting for a big reveal, but I didn't. I'm glad it wasn't that Beth thing because right. if that it had been that, I would have. Sorry, I, I, don't Anna, know. I know you want Beth to be. Alive. I kind of wanted to see Beth alive too. I want to. I want to have a feasible explanation as to why face. she's alive too. That? Well, that's why that's I don't want thing. Beth alive because there would be no feasible explanation. It would be the ultimate like soap opera moment of like, oh, they're not really dead. You know, it wouldn't play. I guess. It's just that Beth seems like such an interesting character, and unfortunately we only got to know her through her death that I wish I could see a little bit more of her. But I do agree. I mean, if she comes back in some big soap opera way, I'm going to I'm gonna call shenanigans. Well, isn't it all kind of a big soap opera way? Because, like, isn't the soap opera thing, like, it was my twin. The evil yeah. twin. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. There's, a little, there's a little bit of that. Yes, yeah. that's true. I didn't think of it that way. That's true. Did anyone think... That when uh, I know I'm skipping ahead and I don't want to derail it. Did anyone think that when Kasima hit the floor at the end and Kira woke up, she was going to say Kasima's dead or like something like that? Have that weird prescient like I know I feel everything thing. No, no. but right. but <laughs> honestly, that I think that's great that you thought that because that that w- if they had done that, I would have totally bought into it. Right? I would have totally bought into totally. it. Totally. You're totally uh, skipping ahead, though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was like, that was a non-sequitur right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another thing, getting back to a trans character, I remember, I- I'm not surprised that they did this, because I remember watching uh, Comic-Con last year, I watched like some of the videos, the interviews, and one of the audience members asked Tatiana, like, oh, would you guys ever consider doing like a trans clone? 
And before, like, the word clone had finished coming out of the girl's mouth, Tatiana was like, yes, I would I would love to do that. I think that would be great. And then I wow. read interviews afterwards that they had been doing makeup tests and playing with this idea last they, season. Between the uh, between the commercial break, they had an inside look, and they talked about the makeup tests for Tony. Yeah, yeah. so they were, this was yeah. something they'd been working on. Mm. for. And like I said, as an actor, I think she pulled it off. I just... I I almost think that if you're going to introduce Tony, give him a little bit more. Well, I was going to say, do you guys think Tatiana pulled it off? Because I, I I had trouble in the beginning actually still getting used to seeing Tony because it was just confusing for me. But toward the end of it, I finally got used to it. Like when when Tony left, mm-hmm. I really got to see Tatiana playing a male side, you know, the, the more masculine side of Tony. I but think they, I, should, they should have done thicker eyebrows. I would have bought into it more. Really? Yeah. yeah I bought into what she was giving me. Yeah. I, I did have some makeup issues with it, though. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, little, the little goatee looked like Tony stuck it on every morning before he went to work or before he went to crime or whatever. But uh, I don't know. At the beginning, when I thought, this, okay, this is just a straight-up man that she's playing... I was like, this is goofy and dumb. When I found out that, you know, that he was trans, it made more sense, and I was able to to let go of my reservations vis-a-vis mm. makeup a little bit more. Because it is still, it is it is a woman who's been taking testosterone, we don't know for how long, yeah. long enough that uh, he's developed a beard, but it's not going to make all the changes in the world. It's still going to retain feminine features. Mm. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah, absolutely. Another thing... Uh, uh, Tony's partner, uh, Sam. Sammy. Yeah, Sammy. Sam. So Sammy was Tony's monitor then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Tony is being monitored. Or was. Or was. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, it draws the question, though, why wasn't Tony brought up earlier? Why doesn't Dyad Wait, brought this person up? Hold, hold on. Did we confirm that Sammy was a monitor, or did Felix just say, I smell monitor all over? He said that, but also the fact that he knew Paul... I don't know. I the mean, that would be too big, Paul, too big of a coincidence. Oh, and he also knew Beth Childs. Right. Yeah. But that yeah. begs the question, because obviously Dyad wouldn't hunt down Paul. So who are these suits who went and killed Sammy? It definitely was not Dyad, because yeah. they would have tried to scoop up Tony. And also, why would they be coming after a, a monitor in their own employ? Um, I'm wondering... The thing in in Paul's past that we still haven't talked about Mm. is... Afghanistan. Right. But who is in Afghanistan? Is it another corporate interest that's trying to steal Dyad's research, Hmm. perhaps? Well, I would have to admit that that perhaps uh, Paul being in AWOL right now has something to do with those suits going after uh, Sammy and Mm -hmm. Tony at that moment. Well, I'm assuming Sammy didn't play ball. Sammy went off the reservation with Tony, didn't want to play the Dyad game anymore. If it is Dyad, in fact, who were the ones who... In those expensive, fancy suits who are chasing after him or or, uh, or shooting them? Again, I have thoughts, but I'll save them for predictions. Okay, mm. fair enough. All right. Uh, let's move on. But before we do, uh, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, uh, we're back on iTunes, I believe. Everything's hunky-dory. Oh, fantastic. Good. Fantastic. And uh, please subscribe. Please rate us. Uh, you know, we'd love to see ratings. We'd love to get feedback. Uh, you can also write to us on YouTube uh, when we post this every single week if you're not watching us live on AfterBuzzTV.com. Uh, thank you to those of you who have been posting, like Umar Soares. Jeannie M, uh, PRC Braz, Lambda 66, and Tiffany F, Emma Frost 45, Susan Winston, Miss Lean, Alex Echo, NBAR 11, uh, and PMI, uh, oh boy, H-I-C-H-A-E-I-T, I don't know, PMI, 
Uh, what? I don't P. know. P. Michael T. P. Michael T. <laughs> there we go. P. Michael T. If there was a capital in there, I would have gotten it. Like Sad Tech Groupie wrote capitals. I could read that one. Brian NL04. There's a lot of them. A lot of The artist groups. formerly known as My Call C205. I've seen that one before. AC Vart Heard. <laughs> uh, and uh, SG SG flying high one. Thank yeah. you very much, all you people. Yeah, and uh, another way you can support AfterBuzz is uh, our founder Maria Menounos has a brand new book out yes. called "The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness," which it's, I'm holding. Up. Yes, it's now available in Amazon and bookstores everywhere. It's filled with great recipes and workouts. Uh, Maria tells you how she lost 40 pounds and kept it off. Any support of Maria yes. obviously comes back and supports us. So please help keep the lights on here at AfterBuzz and yeah. help yourself uh, lose. Lots of celebrity interviews. Yeah. Uh, lots of celebrity interviews. Really big book. Uh, it just came out on Amazon last week, and you could find it also at finer bookstores everywhere. So there we go. And it's awesome. So let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Allison and Donnie, because I think, I think uh, of course, Donnie always bringing the comedy into it, uh, and Allison. And I just loved seeing Donnie uh, pretty much just... Curled up in a fetal position in bed with a drinking problem. I mean, it's how like how many of those little bottles did he have? Those little airline 15, bottles. Man. Well, she hides them around the house. Mm-hmm. She marks them in a in a in the tub in a bin called buttons or something like that. Yeah. Said, and all sorts of stuff. It was. Why would you need buttons in the tub? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> well, That's so weird. A tub of buttons. A tub. Oh. She's not bathing with buttons. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see, but no, I thought the same thing that Matt did. She's Allison's very close. She's she grafting while yeah. she's in a tub. God. So, first of all, um, Christian Brun was live tweeting the show, and yes. um, a lot of fun stuff there. And uh, um, and what did I have to say about that? Go finish what you were saying. <laughs> did, did he did he tweet something interesting? Is Anything that what you're about? A ton of interesting whiteies? things. He a only of... tweets interesting things. Yes. Oh yes, mm. he was on our show. He was very interesting on our show as well. Yeah. So oh, well, you want to know what I loved about the, mm. the scenes with them is is that a dual confession of murder is probably the sweetest, most romantic moment <laughs> these two had. characters have oh, had. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely. But you know what? That brought them back together. Oh, yeah. It was like a failed marriage and it was going to be over. But in that moment, it was like, they're like, yeah. well, that's, so, that's why I always say, if you're having trouble in your relationship, go out and kill someone, yeah. and you can bond over Well, that. it just turns no. out how similar they are. <laughs> right. Well, her her type A pragmatic streak mm-hmm. came out in a big way, since she, she has, you know, the, kind of that moral relativism of, like, I don't really care much that this guy is dead or that you killed him. I'm guilty of murder, too, and this guy was a dick to me. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take care of this car. I'm going to get a new rap. We're going to make this all happen, and this is going to be the strongest marriage on the show. I mean, it's still the only marriage on the show. But it's going to be a very, very strong one uh, just because now they're in sync. It, it, that's the problem with couples when they don't communicate, okay? Mm. When they're not communicating emotionally, when they're holding things back, then they're they're not meeting in the middle. They and certainly the- are on the same page, and they've given their biggest confession to each other. Mm-hmm. So you would assume that there's going to be a lot more trust in this marriage, yeah, they and they'll be very night. honest to each other. Well, in the last two episodes, yeah, all the cards have been put out on the table. The mm-hmm. clone thing, the murder mm-hmm. thing, everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, it's funny because I was thinking when, uh, I didn't bring it on the show, but when, uh, Donnie shot Leaky, it was just pretty obvious, like, wow, they both shared an accidental death 
in common. And mm-hmm. here they are now. Bon- and it's just so well, funny is- to see to see Donnie revert to the same tactics that Allison did when when uh, Ainsley died. It's, it's the first time that they've both been completely honest to each other mm-hmm. in their entire marriage. And the first time that, uh, you know, they've been really in sync since Allison found out she was a clone. You know, yeah. She's, yeah. she's been kind of off the rails since then. And then, you know, Donnie's reveal finding that out last week. So I, I'm really, really excited to see how they repair this relationship. Now, I'm worried about the kids, because at this point, they've seen some stuff. Poor kids. Poor kids walking in on that scene. Oh, Uh, my God. How shameful he must have felt in the tighty-whities and the harsh light of day with all the bottles and his Mm. kids are seeing it. Daddy smells like Mommy used to. Yeah. The kids are with Allison's mother. They, they said they, they're always with the mother. Oh, I hope we see this character at some right? point yeah. because I do want to know a little bit more about how Allison was raised. I feel like there's going to be an interesting reveal when we finally do get to see the mother. I hope it's a fun bit of stunt casting. I mean, this show, yeah. we, we it, could use a little more. It, it should be someone like a Fran Drescher type or something. Oh, my God, no. What if what if it's a... Uh... What if it's the new head executive dyad? What if I, I, I know that's like a huge leap, but what if it's it's Michelle Forbes? If it's Marion, Marion Bowles, yeah, because she's Type A. She's uh, anyway. That would be weird, but I would think that she would know what her mom does for a living. So yeah, I would that think would, Allison. That, that wouldn't work. Especially but it's if like kind of great. It's I don't know. Especially I just knew my dad did stocks for the first fifteen years of my life. I didn't know where or what or how. I just knew he did stocks. I don't know. This woman is the head of a multi-million corporate yeah. dollar corporation. Right. I would think that Shh. Allison would be a little bit more, and, uh, you know, want the finer things in life instead of just arts and crafting. And she doesn't have, and oh, look, head of a multi She doesn't have time to watch uh, Allison Donnie's kids. <laughs> yeah, I would think that too. Right, Get fine. the butler to do it. Yeah, totally. Fine. <laughs> good, good idea though. But I think it's going to be someone just like a, a, a comedian hey, of some sort. That's as viable as an idea as Beth being alive. I would love so. to see. I would love to see like Fran Drescher or maybe like an Ellen DeGeneres. Someone, someone that can play someone maybe neurotic or very uh, just, just, just match Allison's type really, mm-hmm. really well. Love to see. That would be a great question for Tatiana. Actually, who would she want? To act as uh, as um, Allison's mom, if we ever got to see that, oh yeah, mm, that would good. be really really interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Who apparently everybody hates. Apparently, and that's why that's why she's not on screen yet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so well. Anyway, so we also got to see um, <laughs> that fun scene where uh, Donnie is showing off uh, what he did to Leaky in the trunk of the car, and we get to see yeah. Allison in full Allison mode, worried about the lining of the car and the fact that the body was not. Um, you know, insulated well or, or well kept. Because so. he crapped himself. He yeah. crapped yeah. himself, totally. And Very disgusting. He used one of Allison's guns. Oh, yeah. And kept it and yeah. brought it kept back. Kept it and put it in there. Oh, boy, she freaked out at that. That's yeah. pretty much, uh, that might come back to haunt them. Who oh, knows? Yeah. So it'll be the strongest marriage ever if they are able to escape this murder rap, which is, it seems like they are just screwed on. Well, it's a, it's a strong marriage, but don't forget, Allison's still incredibly neurotic and OCD, and and yet Donnie still doesn't seem to have a very active sex life with her because she's also very uh, cold toward him. At well, times. they didn't have much time with the murders and the rehab. To be well, fair, even to before marriage. even before the murders and the rehab, they didn't seem to have a great sex life. By so. season's end, I'm calling it. 
just back. I, I think they're back between the sheets. The fire's going to come back. Burying this body and getting rid of the gun is going to reignite their sex. I oh, that's going to so. turn her on. I, I kind of hope I so. I think so. All right. You also still have the Angelus sniffing around. That's and now true. that's not good to have when you have a dead body in your home. Yeah, with Victor Dick. So, so it's going to be, yeah, that'll definitely be interesting to see. We saw a little clip of Victor Dick. In the, in the house, yeah. as it is. So for next week. For next week. So we'll probably see, uh, maybe we'll see the Angels in that whole mess as well. So since she seems to be pulling, uh, pulling Vic's strings in order for him to get out of uh, whatever rap he's got. And I just want to say really quickly, I was harsh on his looks last week. That little clip, even just that little clip uh, from next week. Michael Mando is a handsome man. He is and a I handsome don't know man. how I didn't notice it earlier. He's, he's a handsome man. He's uh, been cast in uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be on that. Oh, he's gonna wow. Be on that. That's going to be awesome. That's awesome. So mm. good for him. Mm, absolutely. Great. So uh, since we uh, let's talk since we talked about Leaky dying and Donnie accidentally killing him, let's let's talk about what's going on with Dyad right yeah. now. So uh, first of all, Rachel's pretty much hanging out over in Leaky's desk, which surprised the hell out of Delphine, who mm-hmm. who obviously uh, considered Leaky a confidant to her, and she got a lot of inside information from Leaky. So De- Delphine had the same attitude uh, uh, about Leaky that I did—that he was the lesser of two evils. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that we all kind of felt that way that Leaky. Leaky seemed to be the lesser of two evils, even after Ethan admitted the, you know, that uh, that reveal about Leaky and uh, being responsible for the fire. Yeah, it still seemed like Rachel still was the the, the worst of the two. Well, that's just, it's just because she's a little emotionally unstable, mm. um, you know, as we see later later in the on in the episode. Yeah, uh, but even more than that is is Miriam, who seems to be utterly cold hearted, whereas you know Leaky was. A scientist who had grown to love these clones on a level. They mm. were the lives he had been taking care of his, for his entire career. Let's let's get this straight. Just a sidebar. It's Marion or Miriam? Because someone commented on that. I think it's Marion. Right? You, you had it right. Marion. It's Marion. I, I had subtitles on last week, and actually the subtitles said Miriam when they said Marion. So I've gotten confused between the two. Mm. Um, but I believe it's Marion, and, and one of our uh, one of our YouTube listeners was uh, commenting on that. So Marion Bowles. Marion. Yes, because yes, I'm sure we're going to see some more of her very, very soon. Yes. Uh, but yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that mm-hmm. as far as... And, uh, you know, Delphine, when we first met her, she was on uh, Leaky's arm. Like, before they even were able to get under Cosima's skin, they were obviously very close, maybe potentially more than just work partners. Mm. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, I just remember that one scene where he like he came back to a hotel room and she was there. She came back to his hotel room yeah. or something um, from the first season. Well, there always seemed to seem to be some god worship with Leaky. In season one, when we saw the club, mm-hmm. there seemed to be a lot of people. And, of course, Delphine, the way she talked about Leaky in the very right. beginning. So there definitely seemed to be some type of adulation mm-hmm. uh, holding people- Leaky, up to, Leaky up to a pedestal, which we didn't really get to see much of. This season. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, there was a whole cult of people who modified their bodies. To based a, on a, his teaching, based on based on a joke he had made, he yeah. said about yeah. the, having one gray eye and one, you know. So, so I find that I wonder. I wonder if we're going to see that in any kind of uh, capacity again. Because after all, we we didn't see. We haven't seen that club. We haven't seen neolutionists. Yeah, not a lot of neolutionists this season. Uh, I wonder if there's still a a strong neolutionist faction somewhere within Dyad that if we don't explore this season, maybe we'll explore more next season. But well, it's... Yeah, go ahead. Now that he's dead, it's going to be even stronger, I think. I think that's what happens. Well, you see who's going to fill that void. You think he'll be canonized in that in that movement? I do. 
Okay. Well, I think that's a strong prediction. Interesting. Well, first of all, so so Delphine is now interim director, I, su- I suppose. That was mentioned. Was that mentioned in the show? Or uh, the no, that's, that's for next week. That's so for previews. next week. So that looks like what's coming to you. But more importantly, because uh, there's a void for, for somebody, a big, smart scientist type who knows about the sequences and knows this, uh, Rachel's reaching out for Ethan to come in. Mm-hmm. So Ethan is coming in. And I got to admit, I mean, Ethan seemed like a very, very polite, nice Little, little, uh, little you know, kooky. little kooky guy hoarding last week, but uh, seeing him there in dyad, and I think, I think even Mrs. S and uh, and Sarah had a little reservation about him. I, I don't know if I should trust him. What do you guys think? Well, he obviously he's got information on those discs, but it seems he's got even more hidden in that copy of the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. Yes, and he left it specifically for Kira to read. He's yes. got a fascinate fascination with Kira. He was asking early on how old is she, not just because she was the same age as Rachel was when she was taken away, mm-hmm. but I think because he's tracking her development. She was she is a variable that he did not foresee. She was a mistake because that was the bi- that was I think the biggest bit of information given in this whole in episode. This whole episode. Right. Sarah, yeah, and like you said earlier, Sarah and Helena, they were the mistakes in the thing. Rachel, of course you... And they I, were the failures. Not even mistakes. They were the failures. Yeah. The and, rest were the successes. And you know what? I hadn't thought about it until he said it. But yeah, obviously you wouldn't want your experiments to be able to necessarily Read. reproduce. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense because exactly, you want to keep them in a safe environment where you have control over everything they do. The fact that Sarah and Helena can give birth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's perverse to do that to living creatures uh, who are sentient, who have intelligence and feelings. And obviously, Rachel is very upset that she can't have a child. Oh, boy. And I'm wondering, where do you guys think, just in terms of her character, do you think that this obsession with having a kid comes from? Because uh, to me, potentially... She's got all these tapes from when she was a child of her parents being so kind to her, and then she was ripped away from them. She seems to be at peace with it, or at least that's how she, what she projects, but that was the happiest time of her life, I think, well, she's, was with her parents. She's not at peace with it, because right. otherwise she wouldn't rewatch the tapes over and over exactly. again. Exactly. I, I think maybe she wants to be able to somehow give that again or capture that moment again and mm-hmm. and not being able to have kids she'll she'll never be able to have well that. i think i think with her it's also first of all look if she was a mother what kind of mother would she be this is a woman who's in charge as, as so she thinks at least she has a high position for a major company you know she probably doesn't have time to raise a kid to have those kinds of moments that she's experiencing on the tape but i think for her it's more of this is her body she wants to have the choice whether or not she can have a kid or not and here she is being told that they successfully kept her in a box that she can't reproduce, that she can't do these things if she wants to do them, if she wants to get away from this life and reproduce and be a mom. She can't. And and that, you're right, you're right. and that actually fits into the thing, one of the my favorite themes of this show about women's bodies and and Kasima's always talking about her, her she's her own science and, and what's going on with Helena's storyline mm. with uh, them taking her babies and they're going to put her babies in her. Like, yeah. it all has to do with these ideas about a woman's right to her body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, she possibly could be a decent mom. She'd probably just have a lot of helpers well, while she's I mean, running a company. Mother but she might wants soften to her. It might even I soften her, I mean, for her, all yeah. we know, one of the reasons she's so hardened is because of her inability to, maybe she's become so bitter about this. Well, here's the other interesting thing I thought about, about this theory when uh, Ethan said about Sarah and Helena being the failures and everyone else being the successes. 
we've seen these other clones. We've seen Kasima, who is uh, homosexual. We've seen now Tony, who's a transgender. We see all these, all these, and and Allison doesn't really have the greatest sex life. And and Rachel, well, we've seen Rachel kind of getting it on with Paul, but but all these people who seem to have these very different sexual orientations and preferences. And I wonder if that's also associated with the fact that. Uh, their, prog- their programming, the sequences, the fact that they can't give birth, that maybe there's something else there that kind of that, that kind of has them almost lost in a way because they can't give birth. They can't um, reproduce. I want to defend Allison's sex life for a second here because <laughs> the second time it's come up. <laughs> because I don't think Allison's is like... I don't want to put the, any of this on Allison because we see Allison... We saw her last season having sex in the... I mean, she's a sexual being. She can and be. She can be. Donnie, her husband has been spying on her. Yeah, she she's was been cold towards him. Yeah, because there's a legitimate reason they have a bad she, sex life, and it's on him. She's been cold before this, though. She's been cold with him before this. I, I think when we first walk in and we and we see Allison, she's always been this this way. Well, she just found out she was a clone. That's a big deal. That's a big thing. If you find out, that you're hasn't a clone, stopped Sarah see. from having uh, kitchen island sex. You know, well, but that, that was for her survival. survival. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that was for her survival. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I'd like to see Allison have sex for her survival. Then let's see what happens. Then how about that? Uh, that sounded weird. All right. Well, back back to uh, Ethan for a minute. He he said a couple of things that seemed really black and white to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things was they asked, um, "So can you fix the genetic sequence? Can you can you really help Kasima?" And mm-hmm. he said, "Yes, but it's a modest to boast." Um, and then mm-hmm. the other thing he was referring to um, the the book, The Island, Doctor Marone. Uh, he said something about um, being forgiven for hate, but not for irresponsibility. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he line. asked he asked Rachel, you know, um, to forgive him. And she said something, yeah, because that would be unforgivable. And so it just seemed like there was really like a line drawn in the sand. Um, and I just wanted to bring that up as a, a well, part of his personality. I think that's a great line that you brought up about uh, about irresponsibility because it also makes me feel that everything Ethan is doing is intentional because he's being responsible. He doesn't want to be irresponsible. So it makes me think that, that you know, even though he kind of looks a little kooky and doting and we saw the hoarding and mm-hmm. it last week and all of a sudden he pulls the discs, like, like just like yeah. that, just pulls them out like he knows exactly where they are. He's Well, here's the thing, right? He's had a quarter of a century to figure out what his next move would be mm. when he finally resurfaced. So I have to imagine that he is acting deliberately, that he has been that he is to a degree putting on this uh persona of mm-hmm. kookiness and of of spaciness. He he has it a larger agenda and we have just basically delivered him into yeah. the lion's den. And Leaky may have been the lesser of two evils, but who's to say Ethan is not the the worse between uh Rachel and Ethan once once mm. he finally gets himself Locked in to die at and everything that, that is accessible to him there. Because of the Kasima situation, it, it felt like Sarah had no choice but to hand him over there. But mm-hmm. do we think then that that was a bad move? Because I'll tell you what, Mrs. S questioned it at first. And there was a moment, again, moments that I've, okay, I think something's going to happen, where he's sitting there and I thought... Mrs. S was just going to shoot him and kill him and take him out of the equation. I really because mm. twice we've heard the line. But he's a bargain. I'm going to put. Tw- but twice we've heard the line. I'll put a bull in his head, and then they're about to hand him over. And I swear to God, there was a second where I thought Mrs. S was just going to take him out of the equation. Well, maybe there'll be some poetic justice in like two or three seasons where she does put a bullet in his head, and she's like, "I always told you I was going to do this." Yeah. And he's like, "You're right." 
blam, done. I could see that happening. So do we think it was, I mean, obviously I don't want anything horrible to happen to Kasima, but do we think it was a good move that they used I think it's him the only. Him? I think it's the only move, well, it's not the only move they can make, but it was the best move they can make at the time right now. I mean, we also see some hemming and hawing about Kira, just whether or not they should bring her in. And obviously, you know, Scott mentioned that uh, the tooth is not the best way to get, uh, you know, to to actually help Kasima. They need bone marrow. Yeah. From uh, from the subject, which meaning Kira, is, uh, which is teased about next week. It sounds yeah. like the dilemma gets uh, more relevant and, next uh, next week because of what happens to Casino at the end of this episode. And I don't know much about bone marrow transplants or operations it's or things like that. But it's very painful. painful. Yeah. yeah, right. It's very. That's I, what I've always heard. I've heard it's painful. So I mean, do but they if anyone put... can do it, I, I, Kira might be able to because Kira seems to be the kind. I mean, look what she did last week. She pulled her own tooth out. She, she said hit, it was wiggled. Know, she got hit by a car. I mean, she'll recover fast from this. But at the same time, as a mother, I can't imagine Sarah is gonna want, that. want this. No, yeah. I can agree with that Sarah is definitely not gonna want. Also, that. part of me thinks that she's she recovers so fast that if they put a needle into her bone to try to withdraw the bone marrow, the bone would just seal up around it and just chop off the part the bottom part of that needle or Ooh, something. Oh, you think so? I think that she's we've only seen the barest glimpse of her potential. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah. probably. You're right. Well, not at least to say, I mean, her looking at that book of uh, the Isle of Dr. Moreau at the very end. How much end, of that do you think she's absorbing? That's what I was wondering. She had this too, big yeah. ass smile on her face, like she understood it. That was so weird. Yeah, that, I, she's, that was like one of my predictions that she's going to be able to figure out the sequence. Like she's going to be the key to. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. That's, that's crazy. I mean, like, I that, thought the smile was more like, oh, he left me a secret message. How fun. Like, like um, I'm special. I got all this secret special stuff. But, well, yeah, um, it's the sequence for the, <laughs> the clones. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I'm, she's secret special. She starts coloring in. Right. The, the, <laughs> didn't even say again. Potentially another lie. He said that his wife was the science. Yeah. That he, you know, really he more watched and she did all the work. And that apparently appears to be completely lie. disingenuous. Mm. Yeah. Completely disingenuous. Well, you know, modesty. What do you say about modesty? It's, it's true. Yeah, it's a modest to boast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too modest to boast. But he definitely is not showing all of his cards. Yes. Because he's hoarding them somewhere in that in that room. Because <laughs> he, he stuck them all in that book. In that book, exactly. I quickly want to say before we move on that yes. I trust Rachel more now that she's so emotional. Because hmm. hmm. it humanizes her? Yes. I don't, I mean... She is very emotional. I just think that makes her a little bit more unstable. But I, I do like, you know, last week when we saw the clip of Rachel to- tossing about her uh, her office, I thought it was more in relation to Leaky dying. But it, it was kind of nice to see it was because of the re- revelation that she can't give kids because that was Ethan's intention. That was uh, that was Diad's intention to have clones that could not reproduce. Well, she has no idea yet that Leaky is dead. She <laughs> let him walk she, away. No, she let him walk away her- with his life. Uh, 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 Marion told her uh, to to kill him, and she let him walk away and try to hide. Mm. So she has no idea that Leaky's even dead. She assumes that he he wandered away to try to live a normal life. That is true. So who who's to say what her reaction will be when she finds out Leaky died? Because obviously there was a little bit of a you know like a, a memory of her past. With Leaky, the man who raised her when her parents weren't there. But I still feel like she's said her goodbye to Leaky. Sure. Like, that is, in her head, he might as well be dead. Like, he's That's gone. That's true, because he's she, gone she from gave him life. a head yeah. start and said, if they find you, they're going to yeah. kill you. 
So. I don't think she'll be shocked to find out he's dead if she does ever even find out that he's dead and not just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, can we can we talk about Kasima and the yes. one of, what, uh, one of the biggest moments that I don't want to gloss over is that she and Delphine said that they loved each other, mm. which like. I mean, I doubted this relationship at the beginning. I thought that Delphine was playing Cosima, that she didn't even want to be with a woman, that she wasn't attracted to her. You know, when she cried after the first time, I'm like, oh, man, she just she's just putting this on. And and to see their, their relationship evolve in this very real, very emotional way is really gratifying as a viewer. Yeah. And I, 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 I look, I, I was the opposite. Delphine was the one person that I... I I did trust going into this, and I'm glad that that seems to have been rewarded uh, mm. because I was a, a I I like the Kofine relationship. I love I love the line that Kasima said. You have to love all of us. You can't just love me. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. have to love all of us. Which I thought was a really really great line too, and it kind of reestablishes Delphine. You, if you're on my side, you're also on Sarah's side. You're also on Allison's. You're on everybody, every one of our clones. You're on all of our sides. Even Rachel's, even though, well, Sarah's the one that has the real issue with Rachel. But yeah, yeah even Rachel. So I thought that was really beautiful. I also loved, uh, since we're talking about the, the relationship between, uh, Delphine and Kasima, I loved, I loved the fact that, uh, Kasima locked her out. Mm-hmm. Delphine out in the beginning. I love that little, that little spat that they were Girl still having. Are mean. <laughs> That's real. I thought it was kind of cute in a way, but it's really nice to see that they're kind of, not only Donnie and Allison seem to be on the same page, but it looks like Delphine and Cosima are more, and more or less on the same page. And especially now that Cosima really needs Delphine because she's doubled up on the floor, coughing up blood. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Which I kind of wish hadn't been in the coming attractions. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that was in the previews for last week. So I, I forgot thought, about it. See, yeah. I, I remembered that and I assumed that would happen earlier in the episode, but it's like this is like the second to last scene of the episode. I thought it would happen during the Settlers of Catan episode, scene when uh, she was with the gamers. Yeah. Or whatever they were playing. It yeah. looked like, it kind of reminded me of something between Risk and Settlers of Catan. It like meets Warhammer or something. It was yeah. called, I have I have it here. I think it was a fictional game, but it, if wasn't. We got it, it wasn't. Yeah, no, I read oh. something too that the, uh, John Fawcett, he's a big board It's his game favorite guy. game. Yeah. Really? It's John oh. Fawcett's favorite game. Here oh. we go. Um, Thank you for that. I did not look that one up. Um, it's his buddy Julian sets up my favorite game, Rune Wars. Rune Wars. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that one up. You guys should all come over tonight. I, well, I've got a big game of Rune, Rune Wars, Wars. Uh, going on. I doubt that. I, I love Scott just, Scott just bonding with some of the other guys in the lab, and yeah. they're just out there just playing on this big table. I thought that was kind of a cool scene. That was great. And, and I owe Scott an apology because I didn't trust him when he came in to die. You weren't here for that episode, but I, I did not trust Scott, but I guess I, I, guess I, I trusted could trust him. Scott. Totally you did do. trust him. It's just that he's kind of hung up on, on Kasima a little yeah. bit. And I think he realizes now that, uh, the relationship between Cosima and Delphine, and also the fact that he now knows that this, that this, uh, this person, this, this subject that he was, you know, doing research on was all the time it was Cosima herself, and that she's yeah. the clone. So, uh, very interesting there. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I also loved paying off what, uh, what Cosima said to Delphine the day that they met, that she wanted to get her real and properly baked. B- baked. And it happened. It and happened. That was a really interesting scene. Well, as and well. like, uh, I love when, when shows are willing to make artistic departures in the way mm-hmm. that they shoot scenes. I thought it was a really well done scene. You know, you, you do the, uh, so many shows do the scene where everybody does drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I thought that this was one of the better 
drug montages and just how it was filmed. I, I thought think, it was really, really oh, it was nice. Fun. And it was sweet. Yeah. They were bonding together. And it was right after a coughing fit. It was almost right. like, I don't want to think about this right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to get baked and you're coming. You're going to get baked with me. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you now, if you're coughing up blood, do you go and start well, getting high? Okay, and- well, they took a vaporizer, so it wasn't like smoke. The, the little bag... Is is on a volcano? It's called a volcano, okay, and it it vaporizes the uh, the herbs or whatever you want to use. If you want to breathe breathe sage or whatever, uh, you can do that. Do a lot of sage breathing, do you, Matt? That's why you bought a vaporizer. If you go to a graveyard and you're superstitious, you may want to cleanse yourself, okay? Sage, (laughs) Uh, but I think you're just supposed to. This is California. We're in California. People are wacky. Yes, but um, when when she started coughing at the end of the episode, I'm like. Oh my god, shocking twist. Cosima's dead. Cosima is dead and we never saw it coming and I'm going to be so sad and I was uh, like I'm grateful that she's still alive because I love the character, but man that would have been just a massive punch to the face that I I would have loved as a fan of television. Well, let me ask mm. you this. Do you think there is do you think they would will kill Cosima or do you think in all honesty because I've been wondering about this, do we think that in these next two episodes, one of our clones is going to die. I think we need a clone death. I think we do. We I haven't had a clone I death. I think what's really, really good also about Tony uh, this episode is just to remind us that if somebody dies, there could be somebody that comes in to take the place of a Cosima or an Allison. No one could ever take the place of a Cosima. <laughs> no. Well, or an not in the same way, but I mean, it's still, I mean, it's not It's not the end of a character for Tatiana. She, Another character could jump in the forefront. Right. I don't think they're going to kill Cosima. I don't think we can be as attached or interested in the storylines of Delphine and Scott and Rachel and Dyad, really, without Cosima. Mm. I, I mean, they'll still be there and whatever, but I don't think we would be as invested. Well, if Delphine's going to be the director like Leaky was, she could have a big role to play in the whatever happens with Allison and Sarah. That, that would be a way to keep her in involved more if Cosima died. It's not impossible, but I just don't think we as an audience would be as invested in that storyline. I will say I will say this since we're bringing up the uh, Delphine possibly being promoted um thing again that was that was clued in for the promos. I don't, you know, I don't know if she's like an acceptable person to replace Leaky, you know? I she's she was a student of his, but, but I don't know if that makes her She was his number 2 basically, right? I so so I think it's her job to to lose. She was close enough with him and he trusted her enough mm-hmm. that she could come into his office whenever. It was it wasn't that big a deal. I mean, who else are they going to give it to? That guy who kept coming in offering people well, tea, I guess you know? the, I, I mean, guess the best guy. thing. I guess I the, liked his headset. <laughs> <laughs> was pretty dope. I guess the best thing about her being there is that Rachel probably thinks she can control Delphine. Exactly. So I suppose that would be the best thing. Um, so I think uh, I think that's pretty much everything from the episode. Uh, I, I just want to say one last thing about the um, Rune Wars. It was really cool seeing those those guys all like start to silently fall in love with Cosima when oh, she yeah. started owning them oh, on yeah. the board. Oh, yeah. Pretty girl play Rune Wars. Oh. <laughs> and if they knew she had clones, they'd be like, "Can you bring them all over? Can they play too?" <laughs> I want to see an episode where all the clones get together and play Rune well, Wars. Well, we still have the four clone scene to look for. That, that was right. teased in the uh, DVD press release that we that's read last right, week. The four clones. Yeah, I'll get. That's what they get. Come over to Allison's house and they play Rune Wars, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Helena's uh, making a mess of things. Oh, Helena like, would just like throw characters all oh, yeah. you know figures all over the place. I want to play board games with Helena. I would love to see that. It would be awesome. So uh, anyway, well, let's move on. Let's go over to predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. 
So, who would like to go first? I know you have some predictions already. Well, You're I saving a, up. I don't have a, but getting back to Paul, yeah. I feel like that maybe there is a new party that Paul is working for, mm-hmm. something military-based. I mean, we know the military was involved with this clone project way back in the day. Now we find out that uh, Sammy, Tony's monitor, was also military, saying uh, this vague message about Paul. I feel like maybe Paul is even more of a free agent than I thought, to the point where he's working for someone else uh, entirely, that uh, he's a triple agent. Mm. I don't know. We will see. Okay. Fair enough. I like that theory. All right. Um, well, I, two things. First, uh, Skylar Wexler, who plays Kira, um, Sweden Grab News and Gossip, uh, she is holding a contest to have a Skype session with her. So um, her mm. details are on her Twitter. So if you want to follow her, it's Skylar underscore Wexler. Kids um, should not be hosting that kind of contest. Well, mm. I'm sure I'm sure she has supervision. I'm sure. okay. supervision. So, uh, so <laughs> there's that. Um, and just a quick prediction that I think uh, Ethan is really the one who killed his wife. Ooh. Oh, I like that. I love that. I love Boom. that theory. I like that That's theory a awesome. lot. Oh, I yes. love when I can get Matt that excited. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I love the idea that Ethan is a bad Ooh, guy. Yeah. I love it. There exactly. we go. Thank you, Roy. We need some serious, serious WTF factor, and not just in Tatiana on Felix kissing. <laughs> if I may possibly blow a hole in that, though, that suddenly occurred to me. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, Marion talked to Leaky about the fire, so it seemed like there's already been kind of a leaky confession to it. But that's in to a the way. fire. That's not to the death of his wife. But she died in the fire. She died in the fire. But it, they didn't specifically say, uh, "Leaky, when you set that fire, yup, I did set that fire." <laughs> no, they were aware of the fire, and they know that there's some controversy. Oh, that's true. And that's that Rachel true. shouldn't know what happened, mm. and that she would distrust Dyad if she knew what happened. Okay. But it did not necessarily remove the culpability. Of you are right. I take back my statement. Yeah. I hope it's true. <laughs> Boomtown. <laughs> Boomtown. What do you got, Matt? Uh, let's see. I mean, next episode is our big is our is got to be our big um, Prolethean P- episode. P- ultimate. Uh, it's our yeah. It's our it's our penal- penultimate. 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 This was our anti-penultimate. Yes. Episode. Penultimate. Uh, if we're if we're getting Latin. <laughs> the on P- it. ultimate. If you got to go to the bathroom before the ultimate episode, that's when so you anyway. Can, predictions. You know. Predictions. <laughs> um, you know, I I think uh, she gets them babies put up in her. Um, I think that's going to happen. Part of me, part of me, I'm just going to throw this out there. I want to see a time jump between episode 9 and episode 10. I want to go from babies being put up in her to she's about to pop them babies out. I think that that honestly we could we could do with a little you know little, I would think I would think because of the healing powers that they have I wonder if maybe that also Speed affects up the gestation other yeah maybe. but Sarah would have known that then she had a weird sped up that's true gestation too period. that's true too but um, I wouldn't mind because I don't know if I want to see like. A whole season of Helena pregnant. I don't know if I want to no, deal with I that. Well, that's why I'm like either either she has a miscarriage or you skip some time so that we we get that that baby. We get it early. Well, it's see, yeah. Next episode is season nine, mm-hmm. and then episode nine. Right, episode right, nine. Episode nine, right? Of and, season two. Right. Thank you. And then next season we can just 
pick up with her well, character. Well, I, I was actually going to predict that I don't think the babies are going to survive. I, I think that uh, we need Helena to be unstable. It's, it's fun seeing her kind of like hanging out, trying to, you know, have that date the other week and everything. <laughs> but I think she needs to get set off somehow. And I think the fact that she, what she wants mostly in this world is to have babies, to have children of her own. And I think she's going to miscarry and it's going to set her off. If they steal her babies. Or maybe they steal yeah. her babies, too. That's a possibility, too. I want her boyfriend that would set her to come off. But her. I think she really, she needs to get set off before the end of the season. We need to see some crazy uh, Helena action before the season ends. All right. So, absolute Anna, where can we find you during the week? You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Oh, great. And Will? You can follow me at... The Real Will Link. You can also listen to I host a podcast on the Westcast Network, Will Sean Podcast. It's about pop culture. Listen to it. It's funny. It's good. Listen to it. Right. And Mr. Lieberman. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. I, I reviewed episode 9 of Game of Thrones today, and I had a blast doing it, so you should check that out. That was such an awesome episode, too. And you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And you can find all four of us hosting various AfterBuzz shows. I know Matt and I are coming back for uh, Defiance. Defiance in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other shows you can catch here on AfterBuzz. Uh, but as far as Orphan Black, we're done for this week. Tune in next week, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Monday for another episode. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 